0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I am your host, Scotty Waz. How are you guys doing this fine week? Well, uh, we could be doing a lot better by Saturday, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But uh, things are afoot. We'll talk about the Black Bears, the interesting tail end of the marathon week that they had. And then we'll talk about some U.S. Nationals. A couple Maryland teams in there, quite a couple. A Maryland team's eight in total, and we'll talk about their exploits out there in their various regions and how they ended up. First, let's get to the Maryland Black Bears, and they had the tail end—the last two games of their six-in-eight series—going on. Friday night was uh, was, or Thursday night rather. We'll get to Friday night in a bit. That was a uh, a thrill ride all in and itself. Uh, Thursday night, the Black Bears took on the New Jersey Titans. Uh, to start off a two-game set there. And, uh, you know, things got a little uh, little interesting after the first period. We'll get to the first period, though, uh, as uh, Black Bears getting in penalty trouble as they uh, seem to be doing lately. Two penalties in the first period, uh, five minutes apart, and one of those penalties uh, uh, resulted in a power play goal for the New Jersey Titans. Anthony Calafiore with his 14th on the season. Uh, basically just a broken play in front, rebound in front, cycle the puck around Califiore goes in and that's a goal so that was the end of that chapter in the first period and then in the second period interesting situation developing as Michael Morelli left the game with uh, what is being described as a lower body injury there is no uh, update on his status so he is assumed to be day to day Uh, he made 14 saves in the 20 minutes that he played in comes uh, Tristan Messinas and uh, man he had a hell of a workout in the uh, second period and in the third period, for that matter. Titans just did not let up. Second period, he was perfect 10-for-10 10 10 in that one. No scoring on this one. Kind of going back and forth. You see a little bit of the Black Bears, their legs kind of, you know, after after six games, you know, some guys being a little bit smart in terms of what their plays are, and, uh, that, you know, just shows the uh, mental fortitude they still had going for him. Brandon Piku was all over the ice, uh, as was... Uh, Brad McNeil, both guys trying to create some kind of offense there against the Titans. Then in the third period, Piku gets rewarded for his—and uh, he was beating himself up uh, all, all night. He seemed very frustrated here, there, and everywhere. But he got his fifth goal of the season, 5-0-4 into it. Tanner Rowe with his third assist, Dylan Finley uh, on his, with his seventh assist. Piku just diving in front of a rebound. Johnny P got a great picture of the after effect kind of flying through the air off the uh, Tanner Rowe shot. Getting to the puck, low slot, and in tie game. Back and forth again. Tense this happening with both sides before uh with just under a minute and a half remaining in the regulation. Brian Huggins gets his second goal of the season. Tipping in a beautiful dish from Luke Mountain uh, to put the game ahead and away. Mountain with his 12th assist. McNeil with his sixth assist getting that puck up to Mountain. To begin with on Brian Huggins' second goal. And that's all she wrote on that one. Messinas with 21 saves. He gets the victory in that one. So that's his first NHL victory. Shout out to the Mount Airy native. And the Black Bears looking pretty good. They uh, With that win uh, pretty much secured. Not pretty much. They did secure a 500 season at least with three games remaining. So they cannot dip below 500. That's crucial to think about right now. Then Saturday's game. Oh, Mother Nature almost had different plans for this game. Uh, the Dennett Piney Orchard had no electricity for a while. They were wondering what was going to happen. They talked to BGE. They talked to uh, the deities in which they talked to. Uh, and things were were looking bleak. In fact, a lot of people thought this game could have been postponed uh, until Saturday. But luckily, uh, things were on the Piney Orchard side. Electricity got restored. The game started it. Uh, three hours late at 9:30 Eastern time, and um, boy, it was not a great one for the Black Bears as they uh they lose too many to not enough. A minute fifty in, Evan Warner gets his twenty-first of the season turnover in this one, and then things just didn't happen around. Couldn't get the puck out. Warner's there and a goal. Stephen Wiley with uh with his tenth of the year, uh just under. Or just about four minutes left, or no, just about three minutes left because I can't do math. Uh, he gets his tenth of the year. Then it's two nothing after one. Then the second period, the uh, barn door kind of swung open there. Blake Humphries his fifteenth of the year. Another option where they just could not get the puck out of the zone. He banks it in three nothing at that point. Tyler Naska fifteen oh six. He gets his fourth of the year, uh, picking offside of the net. You know, or Jake Larusso did, and it just sliding. Uh Naska sliding down from the point wide open and scores. And then eight seconds later, Matthew Ayacenza picks off a uh, or, or is it on the receiving end of a turnover from Tristan Messinas as uh Anthony Calafiore picked off the puck, found Ayacenza his tenth of the year, and that was the game as uh, the Black Bears lose five to nothing. Messina's twenty four saves in the uh in the loss, and there we go taking a 3-2-1 and record out of these six games in eight days. It's pretty decent, pretty good. couple games. Obviously, this game kind of went out of their reach. Uh, the Danbury game, losing with a second to go, that's not great. Uh, but, you know, happenstance and, you know, getting penalty trouble to cause that uh, Northeast victory last week as well. But the Black Bears are in their own, holding their own destiny right now. So, the the big point i kind of want to put out here is that if the black bears win they can th- they can they can make they can not have to worry about anything else they got to put up a w in any of the next 3 games all 3 preferably but any of the next 3 games the black bears then can uh, clinch their way into the playoffs Worst case scenario, like I said, 500 record is where it's at. The East Division, as confirmed by Alex Sutano uh, on the broadcast, is going to be points percentage. Uh, or percentage, how they have it listed down. They don't say win or points. But doing the math in my own head and uh, in pen and paper and abacus, it's points percentage. So that means the wins, uh, the the overtime and shootout losses count for half a point against the point percentage. That's how all things are told. Okay. So, Northeast officially eliminated. They cannot reach the 500 plateau. Um they can get to the the 54 points uh with uh with six games remaining. They got 12 or 56 points, but if we're doing point percentage, they're done. They cannot get 500. And the Black Bears have to play in the last two games and it would be nice to officially get them out of there. Danbury, however, they have eight games remaining. Again, this there has been no official NEHL announcement put out, press release put out that I've seen, but everyone is saying it's point percentage. I am going by that. Danbury has eight games left. Their top record can be 26-24-4 if they win out. They play the Titans today, Tuesday. If they lose that game in regulation, then they have to win out completely to tie with the Black Bears, and then we get into math. Um, so we are all Titans fan. By Saturday, the Black Bears could clinch a playoff spot before they touch the ice in Johnstown because Dan Barry has uh, New Jersey on Tuesday and then a two-set at Maine on Friday-Saturday. The Black Bears only have a game Saturday in Johnstown this weekend, and then they play at home the last two games uh, of the regular season on the, th- I think it's 14th and 15th, the Friday-Saturday set on that one. Uh, so... I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things going on that uh, the Black Bears need to not worry about, is essentially what I'm saying. Worry about Johnstown. Worry about the win. And let other people worry about the math. Let the, let the accountants worry about the math. And then you're all good in the hood. And I am mistaken. It's, it's Thursday, Friday, the games are. The 13th and 14th. So Thursday, Friday... 13th, 14th, but they got the game Saturday. The 8th is what we have this week at the War Memorial. The last time in the regular season they'll take on uh, the Tomahawks in the War Memorial. And then we'll see what the playoffs hold if the playoffs do happen. And, again, hold their own destiny. Get the wins. Go on that way. it would be interesting to see also what the status of uh, Michael Morelli will be in the next uh, two weekends. Preparing and what's how that how that will affect everything else, but again, just worry about moving forward. Let accountants worry about the numbers. The U.S. Hockey Nationals, the Youth National Championships, took place all around the U.S. this weekend, and eight Maryland teams were in uh, in effect on this one. So uh, we we and we'll take into account the Washington Pride, who do play in Maryland. They play at Cab John over there in moco um so we will take them into effect as well uh so let's get to that and the washington pride uh their tier one girls teams uh with the uh the 14u and then the uh 14u and 19u girls so uh the pride the 14u team uh didn't have the uh didn't have the greatest time in westchester pennsylvania they out- dropped all three of their games to the Minnesota Green Giants 9-0, the Pittsburgh Penguins Elite 7-1, and then the Chicago Young Americans 9-1 in the Pittsburgh Penguins Elite game. Uh, the Pride scored uh, got a goal from Olivia Robbins, Elizabeth Jones, and Annika Barry on the assist in that one. Taylor Wilkinson and Claire Martin split the game. Uh, Wilkerson had 14 saves. Martin had 20 saves, 34 saves on 40 one shots. This was after Claire Martin had 51 saves in the game against the Minnesota Green Giants on 60 shots. So uh, she was uh, she was seeing plenty of uh, pucks come her way, and then the against the Chicago Young Americans, Elizabeth Jones from Morgan Hill, the only goal for the Pride. Wilkerson had 25 saves on 34 shots. An experience, uh, you know, an experience that these uh, girls will probably. Uh, cherish for what it was. Getting to Nationals is not an easy task in general, and then as a learning experience in terms of what they need to do and and stuff moving forward. So the Pride is a great feeder system for the the uh, the women in the area moving forward. Also a good feeder system to college hockey as well. So congratulations to them on their season, even though it was not uh, what they expected. Staying in Westchester, the 19U Washington Pride team also uh would have to rely on experience on this one as uh n- dropping 3 of their games as well losing to the Bay State Breakers 11 to nothing um as uh, it's wow only okay that can't be right they only have 3 girls listed on the roster i assume it's anybody who touched the score sheet was only listed on the roster that stinks Natalie Storm and Katherine Donovan were in net uh for that uh for that one, and again, it only counts goals against, so that doesn't even give a uh, a uh, good good job stat keepers. Jeez, USA Hockey, let's go. Uh, they w- then uh, dropped a four nothing game to the Detroit Bell Tire. Bell Tire, a program that is top to bottom all the way through, just a, a you know strong strong program. Catherine Donovan made thirty saves in this one. For in the in the defeat and then in the uh, third game uh, washington pride lose seven to three to the st louis blues of missouri pride get on the board first early elizabeth perry from uh myra ralph making it one nothing early then the blues get four unanswered from that point kaylee mclaughlin even strength madeline sapala on uh on the assist on that and then joy dunn scores a hat trick on her own before uh Sapala uh, gets an even-strength goal from Grace Romeo and Kaylee McLaughlin. On that, Catherine Donovan in net for that one doesn't give anything but the goals on that. So uh, another learning experience for this team. Glad they made it that far, and uh, congratulations to them and build build off of that one uh, going forward. Uh, the Tri-City Eagles were also very well-represented in this one. They had their 14 year girls and 16 year girls. Uh, taking uh, the stage in Denver, Colorado for the Tier 2 Championships. The uh, these 14U girls, they uh, got a win in their first game against Team Wyoming. Molly Rose Kuzlak on the uh, first goal from Fletcher Littleton. Then Laura McMenemy on the second goal for Tri-City. Reese Thorne on the assist. T Wyoming got one back in the third. But then uh, Reese Quintero with the even-strength goal from Madeline Parmenter and Fletcher Littleton to seal the deal in that one uh Neal with the uh the 21 save win in this one. Then it got a little tougher. Honeybake came into town. They shut out the Eagles 8 to nothing in this one. Neal 49 saves in the uh, in the loss. Then in the third game, uh Tri-City dropped it 6 to 1. As Haley Benson was the opening goal for Tri City, and then uh, Crivo with the six unanswered to end out the game. The scoring is a little odd as the score summary has Tri City out shooting uh, Crivo 39 10, but then in the actual uh, player stats, it has Alex- Alexandra Neal uh, uh, with the 33 saves. So that doesn't make a bit of sense at all. But. Um, Shout out to the 14U, again, a learning experience moving onward and upward from this one. The 16U uh, Tri-City Eagle girls, uh, they had themselves a tournament. They got to the semifinals in this one. Tough games they had to play in Denver, able to see it through at least to the semifinals. As uh, In their first game, they took on the Omaha Lady Lancers' overtime victory in this one. Uh Omaha gets up first. No scoring in the first. Omaha gets up first, uh halfway through the second period before Evelyn uh Zubak with the goal. Catherine Gregory with the assist. Uh Omaha gets in 18 seconds in the third. Take the lead two to one. And then Zoe Jerva for Tri-City gets one from Catherine Schofield. And that is a tie game. The Lancers get one back three minutes later before Danny Ferris gets a even-strength goal from Catherine Wagner and Sophia Van Lo to tie the game, push it to overtime, then to Zubak with the game-winning goal, 49 seconds into the overtime. Gregory and Channing Jones on the assist on that one. Lelani Lippincott with a 31-save performance in the victory in that one. Moves on to the second game. Tri City takes out Bell Tire six to four in this one. A shot fest for everyone involved. Catherine Gregory gets the uh, goal scoring shorthanded from Evelyn Zubac in that one. Tri or Bell Tire gets one back before Sophia Van gets an even strength goal to put Tri City ahead. Back and forth action in the first continued. Bell Tire gets one right back two minutes later after the Van Lo goal, and then uh, Zoe Zurva gets an even strength goal to end out the first period from Gina Lynn. On that one, no scoring in the second period, and then Bell Tire gets two quick ones in the third before Tri City starts to take over on that one. Jerva again, her second goal of the game, twelve thirty into the frame. Then with uh, three minutes remaining, Danny Ferris gets one to get the uh, to put the Eagles ahead, and Catherine Warner gets one late in the game to seal it for a six to four victory. Lilani Lippencock with a three. With 39 saves in this one, in the winning performance, they move on to the last game where they unfortunately got shut out by the Philadelphia Little Flyers. Uh, in this one, four to nothing, as the uh, uh, Lippincott with 24 saves in the losing effort. But their points performances were enough to get them into the semifinal round, and they took on the RM Lady Rough Riders, and they were shut out four to nothing in this one. At Lippincott with a 37 save performance. In this effort, so um, getting to the semifinal can taste that uh, see the light at the end of the tunnel, but uh, just could not break through. A valiant effort by everyone involved in this one, so a shout-out to both the Tri-City 14U and 16U girls team and the Washington Pride 14U and 19U teams as well. On the boys' side of things, Team Maryland had their U14 team out there in Dallas, Tejas, as they took on, uh, man, they took on some top ranked teams out there. Number two ranked uh, uh, Buffalo Saints in the 14U division. And then also the, I think, number three ranked or number four ranked Chicago Mission back to back games. Uh, and then taking on the Minutemen Flames out of Massachusetts. And uh, dropped three of those, all three of those games in the first one. Goals from. Uh, Nathan Whipkey from Hayden Newman tying the game up in the first after Buffalo got on the board a minute forty-one in, and then Buffalo kind of took control uh, the rest of the way through, scoring uh, seven unanswered goal or eight unanswered goals before with uh, four thirty-five left. Brian Rice on the power play made it nine to two. That's all she wrote on that one. Brady Blackburn in net for that one, no saves because why would we keep stats? In this one. The second game against Chicago. Mission 6-2. Defeat for Team Maryland. They got on the board first though. Matthew Frost from Derek uh, Yamatani. Puts Team Maryland up quick. Uh, Mission score one. Less than a minute later. But then a minute and 13 after that. Team Maryland gets the uh, lead again. Blake uh, Groton with the even strength goal. But Chicago just too much. Five unanswered to end the game. That's all she wrote. Daniel Daggett. The goaltender for this one, and again, hey, shocking, no stats for the goalies, not great. Then in the uh, third game, the Minutemen Flames won four to nothing over Team Maryland Blackburn with the uh, in net again for this one. So a uh, tough ride for the U fourteen team Maryland, but an experience again nonetheless. In the other fourteen U tier team, uh tier two area in Dallas, Texas. The Tri-City Eagles took on Team North Dakota, the Alaska Stars, and the Tri-City Junior Americans, obviously going to the western side of things. They beat the uh, Team North Dakota 4-3 to to start things off. C.R.M. Brighton gets the, gets things going early for Tri-City from Caden Travis on the power play. Uh, Team North Dakota ties it up uh, towards the end of the first frame, and then Tri-City took over in the second period with goals from uh, Edward Gavilla, Julian Huckabee, uh, and uh, Julian Huckabee again on the penalty shot, so Huckabee with two goals. Edward Simea uh, with the assist on the first Huckabee goal, not on the penalty shot goal. That'd be silly. And then twenty seconds into the third, twenty-eight seconds into the third, Caden Wells scores for the Eagles to make it five to two. North Dakota would get one back in the middle of the frame, but five to three uh, would be your final. I don't know why they put four to three. I don't know why I said four to three to begin with. It's kind of weird. The stats, the stats in this USA Hockey. What are we doing here? Come on, be better. William Bass, 22 saves in this one for the Eagles. Alaska came to play, and uh, they showed up in a big way against the Eagles. 7-1, to Alaska wins. Uh, Ali Han on the power play, empty net power play? What? In the first period? eleven eighteen in? I am very confused by that. I'm almost sad. I, I I didn't watch the game. I didn't go back and watch this game. Uh, Julian Huckabee on the assist, but that was the only scoring for the Eagles as they drop one um, to the uh, the Alaska Stars. Michael Carpenter, 31 saves in the defeat on this one, and then against the Tri City Junior Americans out of uh, Kennewick, Washington, they drop one seven to two. Tri City gets the first five goals of the game. Then uh, Edwin Symbiela uh, with a shorthanded goal from. Uh, CRN Brighton and then Kaylin uh, Wells on the even strength. Right after that, trying to get the Eagles back into the game, but then Tri City scored two more to end that one. William Bass, nineteen saves in the losing effort. So cheers to the Tri City Eagles as they, uh, you know, this program's trying to come back on the rise. Obviously, the girls' program's doing great. Um, the uh, the boys' program. Kind of uh, gaining up steam again from what they used to have. I remember back in my day playing the old crotchety guy, a big force in this one. It seems that Howard and Montgomery have caught up in a big way. So shout out to Tri City and uh, here's hoping that they can build off of this one uh, for next season. Speak of the Blue Devils, the Montgomery Blue Devils had uh, two teams in uh, in their uh, in their house go ahead and go to the Nationals. I don't know how to how it was where I was going with that one. But the 16U Tier 2 team, they had a solid tournament getting to the semifinals in uh, in their Tier 2 bracket. And then uh, the 18U, we will talk about them in a minute. But the 16U team, they took on the Janesville Junior Jets, lost 4-0 in this one. Joseph Lawrence with 19 saves in the loss. And then they took that personal as the Blue Devils went ahead, and they won 7-1 over Fox Motors. In this one, Seamus McNally got things going, six forty-four in Luke Gutman with the assist on that. Then William Farland goes back-to-back back, uh, with goals less than a minute apart as uh, Walker Johnson and Kevin Fu with assist on the first one, and then went unassisted on the second. Josh Weitzman on the power play from James Vito ends out the first period with four to nothing. Uh, as the score, then the second period, 50 seconds in. Griffin Hawk on the power play for McNally and Arthur Smink, and uh, then Josh Weitzman again, even strength. Jared, Reed, uh, Jared and Reed on the assist on that one to make it 6-0 before Fox Motors scored uh, in the third, and then Christopher Brophy, even strength from Weitzman, making it 7-1, and that being the final. Sebastian Blanc with, uh, in, in goal for this one. No stats at all. It's a shame. Then they took on the Red Banks Generals the next day, Saturday, 2-1. to The Blue Devils beat Red Bank uh, as uh, they took it home on this one. Does not look like there's any. James McNally got a goal, and William Farland also got a goal. Does not tell me when or how. So, all right. Joseph Lawrence with 30 saves on that. That put them into the semifinals as they took on uh, K- uh, Kesnovia Park out of New York. And that game uh, went... to Kisnovia Park. James McNally with a goal and an assist. Kevin Foy with a goal and an assist. Christopher Brophy with an assist. Arthur Schmink with an assist. Luke Gutman with a goal and an assist. And Sebastian Blanc with 37 saves as the Blue Devils just fall a little short of that national championship. But a good showing from them after uh, losing the first game, coming back with two big imperative wins to get to the semifinals on that. The 18 u Program for the Blue Devils. They got to the semis as well. They had again the uh, uh, some more some more tough stuff going on with this team as the 18U team in Green Bay, Wisconsin. They had themselves a fun time up in Cheeseland. I'm sure they took on the Tri City Blue Devils in Cal- out of California. A three to two shootout win in this one, and Montgomery had to come back from 0-2 down as the Blue Devils get two goals. Uh, in the one in the second one in the third before Tyler Eister on the power play from Henry Aikens and Samuel Parson get the Blue Devils on the board and then with uh, at 1537 in the period, Trevor Gutman on the power play from Brendan Snocker and Tyler Eister making it two to two. Timothy Koyba, Tyler Eister and Sam Parson all score uh, in the shootout and that got the Blue Devils the win Jonas Clark with 39 saves in the winning effort. The Blue Devils didn't stop there. The Boston Junior Terriers... Went against the Blue Devils, and the Blue Devils won this one 5-3. to three. Samuel Parsons get things started early, 37 seconds in, one to nothing. but Boston came back with two quick ones, one midway through about, about a quarter left in the first, and then one one into the second, before Parsons again on the power play, tying the game up at 2. Then Brendan Snocker with an even-strength goal from Zachary Mason to end out the second, with Montgomery up 3-2. to two. They would score 10 seconds in as Trevor Gutman gets an even-strength goal, Make it 4-2, then Timothy Kuba on the power play, making it 5-2 before Boston scored five minutes in. But it wasn't enough. 5-3 the final on this one. Devin DiCarlo uh, in the goal for this one. No stats because why would there be? Blue Devils, uh, they went ahead and played Michigan hockey. The entire state of Michigan, I'm sure. They lost 3-2 in this one. Tough game. Brett Strass gets things going uh, from Tyler Eister. The Michigan scores three straight before uh, Luke Cassian even strength midway through the third period from Cuba and Gutman, but it was not enough to claw back as they drop this one to Carlo in net again, but it was enough to get them into the semifinals where they took on the Orland Park Vikings out of Illinois, and they dropped this one four to two. Uh, Tyler Eister gets one, I guess even uh, the equalizer goal rather from Luke Cassian after Orland Park scored uh, initially. Orland Park scored then uh, with five minutes remaining in the second, and then with uh, a minute 46 into the third before Brendan Snocker got an even-strength goal from John Fortney, making it 3-2, but then the Vikings score late, and they take the W in that one. Clark was in net for this one. But again, another another solid time for the players out there to get, get out there, get that national exposure for whatever scouts there could be. For uh, schools going forward, maybe some NHL teams, who's to say? But there is a uh, plentiful amount of talent in Maryland, in the Maryland area. Uh, shout out to the Ashburn Extreme. I, we don't cover them because that's Northern Virginia. But they took home two national championships and I think, the 16U and 18U in their tiers. So shout out to them for uh, uh, getting that. But the DMV, man, don't sleep on the DMV. Uh, don't You can sleep at the DMV because, you know, it's a place to sleep. But because uh, there's a lot of long waits. But uh, then uh, the the area, man, it's there's there's a budding amount of talent if you haven't figured it out by now. So uh, shout out to those teams going forward. Some players before we get out of here. Uh, Sam Annis continues his hot streak as he had uh, two assists in three games this week as uh, he keeps on rolling on uh, getting that form, getting the better than point per game situation going for Utica. Their games have been postponed here and now, uh, so that's a big uh, situation for this team trying to get over that hump and finish the season, even though the AHL will not be having a postseason except for in the Pacific Division, which I don't know that uh, why the reason for that is either. Will Margell had himself quite a Saturday and Sunday for the uh, Johnstown Tomahawks, helping out the Black Bears a little bit. Had a goal and two assists on Saturday in the overtime win uh, over Danbury for Johnstown and then three assists for Johnstown in the 7-2 win over Dan Barry in that one. So we will I'm sure we'll see Will Margell this weekend. And and the, the Black Bears, to their credit, have been able to shut him down for the most part. So to keep him at bay should be interesting to see how that goes on. And Andrew Takis did get into Thursday's game for the Amarillo Bulls. Let up four goals on 20 shots in 27 minutes of play. So... uh yeah, it was uh, not a fun time overall for him. Kind of starting to, you know, some things starting to creep in or what have you, but yeah, it's not a not the showing he has been showing for the most part with Amarillo, but we will see how that affects him in his, this is his overage year, so we'll see what goes on from that. But that's it, that's all, we've done it. It, it was a long one, and if you stuck through me with it, thank you very much. I apologize for any of the youth team names that I screwed up, that's uh, my bad. So, uh Yeah. That's it. That's all. You guys have a wonderful time. You can follow us at clutchandcrabhockey.com. You can follow us at ChesapeakeHWPod on Twitter and Facebook. And, uh, yeah, that's it. I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Chesapeake Hockey Week on the Face Off Hockey Show Media Faction. Uh, you guys go out there. Have a fun weekend. Let's go, Black Bears, and uh, play that clutch and crab hockey. I'll see you next time through. Peace.